Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Before you sit down, before you sit down, all of our campuses everywhere, before you look around you, find the best looking person you can. I'm going to give you just a second. It's been dark. Find the best looking person you can. When you find them, I want you to look right at them. Tell them this. Tell them the rest of your life. That was pretty good, but I think you can do better than that, okay? Let's try it again. Maybe look at, look at your second choice. How about this? Just point to yourself. Point to yourself. Say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Okay, now you know what we're going to say. I'm going to have you say it again. Um, like you really believe it. Because how many believe your life could get better? How many believe your life could get better? Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That you might have and enjoy. Yeah, one version says that you might enjoy. It's an amplified Bible. I never used to read the Amplified Bible. I thought it was a girl Bible. I did, because Joyce Meyer uses it all the time, so I thought it was, thought it was for girls. But it, it just adds a lot of extra words to describe stuff. Maybe it is a girl. Anyway, um, that you might have and enjoy life. One more time, say this with me. Say, the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to get you to say that as much as I can today. You know, because what you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. You know, if you keep hearing, you're never making anything to yourself. You're dumb. Or you start hearing those kind of things, you start believing those kind of things. But if you keep hearing, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Pretty soon you'll start believing the rest of your life. You know, when you start believing the rest of your life will be the best of your life, the rest of your life will start becoming the best of your life. So... Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be with you and, and, uh, and be at Radiant Church. My goodness, everyone in the world's talking about Radiant Church. How many love your church? Yeah. My goodness, everyone's talking. What God's doing here really is something special. And you get to be a part of it. How many love your pastor? How many thank for Pastor uh, Aaron and, and Katie? And, and, man, it, it's easy to love your church when you got pastors and leaders like that. I always say it's easy to have a heart for the house when you know the house has a heart for you. And I know they want the best for you and for your family. And so it's just an honor uh, for me to get to be here with you guys today and to celebrate all that God's doing and just to celebrate life. I'm just glad to be awake and alive. I'm glad you're alive this morning. Just, you know, that's, a, that's one reason to celebrate right there. Just you woke up. Life is a gift. How many like getting gifts? Who are the people that just tear the paper off? You don't care. You just want to get to the gift. Okay, who are the people that are real careful? You take it off slow because you can reuse the paper. If if you're good. I'm one of those just ripped. I can't wait to get in. I I love gifts. I love getting gifts. I love giving gifts. I just, I love my wife's like that too. She loves gifts. Our anniversaries of the day. Uh, We have been happily married now for 16 years and um, just celebrated our 24th wedding anniversary. And... um, and, and so, some of y'all get that a little later, but uh, it was our anniversary. She said, honey, today's our anniversary. I said, I know. She said, I had a dream last night. You were going to give me a diamond necklace. She said, what do you think that means? I said, 
at dinner tonight when you open your gift, you're going to find out. She was so excited. We went to dinner. I gave her a gift. She was ripping the paper off. I bought her a, a book on the meaning of dreams. And uh, I hope that helped. I had no idea what it meant myself. But, uh, but life is a gift, right? Life is a gift. And, and, and God created this gift just for you. God didn't go to Costco and buy life in bulk, just give us all the same thing. That's why I can't be you. You can't be me. I can't be Pastor Aaron. I wish I could preach as good as him. Man, he's one of the best preachers. I wish I can't, I can't preach as good as him. I'm going to try. Look, you see the notes? I don't even have a point. <laughs> he got a whole bunch of, we're just going to see what happens in here today. Just, hopefully you write something down there. Not as skinny as him, which means I'm safer. Yeah, I saw a t-shirt that they said fat people are harder to kidnap. It's dangerous for him out there. Bring me another donut. But uh, trying to save myself. But anyway, I, I can't preach like him. I got to be me, right? I could try to preach like him. I could, I could try to preach like T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Every day is a Friday. Yeah. Someone, someone introduced me that day. said, what's Dave Martin like? Someone said, he's kind of a mixture between Joel Osteen and Larry the Cable Guy. I was like, what in the world? Just hold your Bible up with me and say, get her done. Get out of All I'm saying is you just got to be you, right? And so I think life should be enjoyed. I think life was meant to be enjoyed. And so many of us just take this gift called life. We're like, I'll just try to get through it. If I can just get through one more day. And God's like, unwrap this thing. I, I picked it out just for you, right? I mean, why would you take a gift? Could you imagine I bought you a gift just per, oh, you're going to love this. And you, and you give it to him. You're like, open it. Like, I'll open it later. No, no, no. Come on. Open it. Like, I'm just going to put it on the table. No, no. A couple of years ago, I bought my mother-in-law a gift for Christmas. I got her a, a cemetery plot. And I, I my mother-in-law. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't get her anything last Christmas. She was all mad at me, too. You didn't give me anything for Christmas this year. I'm like, you didn't even use what I got you last year. But, uh, I mean, when you get a gift, right, you're supposed to enjoy it. But anyway, life was meant to be enjoyed. Well, I'm glad to be at Radiant Church, and I flew in uh, yesterday. It was a bumpy flight. How many, you know, I was thinking when the pastor was talking about how we get worry and uh, worry should be exchanged with worship, right? And, and uh, a lot of times what we do is the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord. What happens is a lot of times what we end up, we magnify our problems. Right. And then we all oh, is so big and this and that. And, and, and the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord. When you magnify something, what does it do? It makes it bigger than what it really is. So when you start magnifying your problems, a lot of times you're just making them bigger. But when you magnify the Lord, he becomes bigger than all your problems, bigger than all your fears, bigger than all your dealings. So I encourage you during these times, just worship. Oh, magnify the Lord. Now, I understand, like, life's not perfect. We all go through, you know, even the Bible tells us that. John 16, in the world, you will have trials, tribulation, distress, frustration. Awesome. Just wanted to encourage you a little bit today. <laughs> things aren't looking good. No, you're all, we're all going to go through things in life. 
How many, how many have ever been on an airplane that hit turbulence? Let me see, have you ever been on an airplane? That hit, okay, a lot of people. Uh, what'd you do when the airplane hit turbulence? Prayed, someone, someone held on, buckled up. Uh, uh, did anybody get off the plane? You're like, I'm out, can't handle turbulence. No, you can't get off the plane. How many have been on a plane that hit turbulence and, and you're still here? We all made it, right? And it, it's the same thing in life. There's trials, tribulations. Sometimes we hit some turbulence in life. Things get a little bumpy. What do you do? Hold on. Buckle up. Maybe listen for an instruction. We're all going to make it through, right? We're going to make it through the turbulence. In the world, you will have trials, but it says, but be of good cheer. You mean you want me to be happy in the middle of my, that's what it says. Yeah. I was on a plane the other day and, and, uh, because it was, it was sitting next to a lady, she'd never flown before, and she sat down next to me, we were talking for a few minutes, she goes, I'm really nervous, I've never flown before. I'm like, don't worry, I'm on the plane. It's, it's, everything's going to be fine. So we talked for a few minutes, and I sleep on the airplane. I mean, when the plane takes off, I'm usually asleep before it leaves the runway. It starts moving, I'm out. And, uh, and so I fell asleep. About 20 minutes into the flight, we hit some turbulence, and it started getting a little bumpy, and all of a sudden, I felt her start hitting my leg. She goes, hey, hey, I'm like... Huh. She's like, do something. I was like, what do you want me to do? She goes, I don't know. Aren't you like a preacher? I'm like a preacher. I'm not like a pilot, you know. She goes, well, I don't do something religious. <laughs> so I got up and took an offering. Um, in the world, you'll have trial. Be of good cheer. You know, pastor started a series last week called Living Large, called Living Large. And he, he began in a scripture in Proverbs chapter 11. I'd encourage you to write that scripture down. Remember that scripture because it can real make, it can make a real good, big difference in your life. He read it from the Message Bible, Proverbs eleven twenty four. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Makes it real simple, right? The Bible usually makes it pretty simple. I love another version here in the, in the New Living Translation. It says, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Yeah. Right? He gave us a real great example with his, his daughter and holding on to that, that dime. And, and when she let go, God began to pour blessing. And, and I love the, in the Passion Translation, it, it says, generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Now, most of us probably like giving. How many like to give? Let me see your hand if you like to give. Yeah, most of us. We kind of can't help it. It's just the way God made us. For God so loved the world. My favorite giving scripture in the whole Bible is one first scripture I learned as a little kid. I grew up in church, been in church my whole life. Anybody here grew up in church? Okay, a few people in this service. My dad's a preacher. My grandfather's a preacher. My great-grandfather's a preacher. Uh, the church I went to, everything was a sin. Only thing we could do that wasn't a sin was go to church. Yeah, we couldn't play video games, sin. Movies, sin, everything was sin. Me and my brother, my brother's probably one of the most saved people you'll ever meet. So I'd preach, he'd get saved. He'd been saved a lot. And because uh, we couldn't play anything, we just played church. And that's just kind of how, we, how we, we grew up. I'd baptize him until my dad caught us and, uh, in the baptismal. But uh, um, I, I grew up in, in church. and. and you know, we didn't hear a lot about this, even though I, I grew up in church. But, but yet there's these, these, these first scripture I learned uh, growing up in church was John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have 
eternal life, right? And I thought, what a great giving scripture. Why, why do all of us like giving so much? Because God so loved the world that he gave. He loved so much that he gave, right? So giving was who God is. It's part of his nature. Now, he said that we are created in his image. So being created in his image, that's why we like to give. It's just part of our nature. It's who God created us to be. So most of us look for ways to be a blessing, look for ways to give. And pastor began this series talking to us about the principle of the tithe, the principle of the tithe. Now, understand principles are powerful things. There's a big difference. We, we talk about Jesus. There's a big difference between the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus prepares you for heaven. The principles of Jesus prepare you for earth. There are ungodly people who use godly principles all the time. Principles are powerful. They work all the time. I'm on a, a tour called Get Motivated, and, uh, and some of the guys from the Shark Tank, uh, if you've ever seen that show, are on the tour with me. And one day, uh, one of the guys, Damon John and I were talking, and uh, he was talking about this company he started called um, uh, FUBU, and I'm, and I'm mentioning him, so you, I'm not just trying to drop names. I'm not a name dropper. Just, I'm just trying to tell you what, what my friend Damon John, if, if anything, <laughs> listen, if... if if anything I've learned from spending time with Oprah, it's that, um, <laughs> so you should not drop names. But uh, he said, when I started this company, I wrote down all my dreams. I wrote down all my goals. He said, when you write down your goals, you dramatically increase the likelihood of accomplishing them. I'm like, so true. That's so good in the Bible. He said, it's not in the Bible. I said, everything you teach is in the Bible. All the greatest success principles are in the Bible. And so I started showing them all these principles that we use on a daily basis that are there for us. While the church, we miss them a lot of times. Like the principle of the tithe, honoring God with your tithe. Uh, it's, like, it's like this. How many have ever straightened up your garage? Or maybe, ladies, you straightened up the shoes in your closet. And when you got done, you felt like you could conquer the world that day. Let me see your hand. You know that feeling? Look at all those people who say, oh, yeah, man, I, I'm, what else can I do today? Why do you feel so good about straight up the shoes in your closet? What you did was you created order in your closet. Right. If you understand principles, God is a God of order. Order is the accurate arrangement of things. So when you put your shoes in the right order, you, you did a godly thing. That's why you always feel good when you do godly things. And so just by straightening up your garage, you did something godly. Now you're like, what else can I do? You feel good. So we understand these principles. And so pastor began to teach us about the principle of the, the tithe. Tithe uh, means tenth. That's, that's just what it means. It's like, it's a math word, tenth. You know, and all throughout the Bible, we see it started way back Abraham was so thankful, so grateful for all God did for him. He said, I just want to bring a, a portion back to you. And see, when you understand all God did for you, That's right. I mean, just the fact that you woke up this morning. <sighs> now, we learned about tithe growing up. My dad taught us that. And I, I love his pastor share with us last week. You know, hey, work if you need to. Thank God for the grace, right? Thank God for grace. How many are gr grateful for God's grace? I, I love that scripture said his mercies are new every morning. How I many needed some already this morning, right? Yeah. Thank God they're new every morning. And so, so here's his, here's his grace. Hey, start where you are. Start where you can. Just get involved doing something. Start moving your way to, hey, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to start at 4%. I'm going to start at 6%. But the tithe is, is 10%. And then you'd be generous above that. You get to 12. And in the New Testament, because of grace, the, the, that's just like a basis place. I mean, you, you can get to 20, 30, 40%. I'd love to be able to give 50%. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? 
I mean, I just, I just love giving up. And we have a vision so great, legacy offering coming up. Wouldn't that be awesome, pastors, like Sharon? We got the new campus in Clearwater. We got this going. How many like, hey, pastor, put me down for 100000 for that legacy offering? How many like to be able to? It's not a pledge. I'm just asking. <laughs> Y'all got nervous. Like, I thought it was December 12th. I'm just saying. Most of us would, our heart is to give. We love our church. We love our vision, uh, the vision. And so we're like, yeah, I want to I do that. And so we learned about tithing. We didn't learn a lot about generosity the way I grew up. We learned tithe. You better pay your tithe or God will kill you. That's how we, anybody go to that kind of church? We're like, God was like the godfather of the mafia. And tithe was like protection money. Just give God's money. He won't break your legs. You know. Um, we didn't learn the joy of tithing. We went to kids' church. They taught us songs in there. You know, God will take it out of your hide if you don't pay your tithe. You know, <laughs> we were scared at the tithe. Now, obviously, we know God's not killing people who don't tithe. I mean, he did in the Bible, but <laughs> don't worry about that, okay? Um, it's Ananias and Sapphira. Anyway, that's all. You just don't read that story. How many believe the Bible, by the way? I mean, it's in there. So I try to learn something every day. And, and so wisdom, the Bible says, is the principal thing. So let me give you just a, a couple things in the few minutes we have together. Just some wisdom that I've learned in the area of generosity, in the area of honoring God with, with the tithe. The Bible, Proverbs 1, verse 5, says that a wise person will increase in learning. So the Bible says if you're smart, you'll keep getting smarter, right? Um, Proverbs 3 says wisdom is more valuable than silver. It's more profitable than gold. It's more precious than rubies. It tells us how valuable wisdom is to have in your life. That's why you go to my house. I got thousands of books. There's too much stuff. I can't go to Barnes & Noble without spending two or 300 bucks. It's too much stuff I don't know. Right? I love, I love books. Pastor mentioned, I, I love writing books. Um, my mentor is John Maxwell, and he was telling me the other day that he just, uh, he sold now 35 million books. Isn't that amazing? 35 million books. And I'm so happy to partner with him because together now, him and I have sold over 35 million books. But I want to learn. I want to, I want to grow. If you want tomorrow to be different than today, learn something today that will make tomorrow different, right? If you go into tomorrow with the same information you have today, you won't really have a tomorrow. You'll just have a longer today. So I try to learn something every day. The only problem you'll really ever have in life is a wisdom problem. You don't really have marriage problems. You just have some wisdom problems. You don't really have financial problems. You just have some wisdom problems. A lot of times you don't have health problems. You just have wisdom problems. And the more wisdom you have, the less miracles you'll need. A lot of times people say, I just need a miracle. I just need a miracle. No, if you had wisdom, how many have ever made the statement, if I knew back then what I know now? That's exactly what I'm saying. If I would have known back then what I know now, I'd have never made the decisions I made back then that caused me to be here where now, God, I need a miracle. So that's why the Bible says, hey, whatever you do, get wisdom. Wisdom will protect you. Wisdom will promote you. It goes all throughout the Bible telling us the value of wisdom in our life. So relationships. How many married people are in here? Married people. Okay, good. A lot of married people. Uh, any single people? Any single people? Always happier. You ever notice <laughs> Married people. Single people. Woo! <laughs> 
How many married people, you and your spouse are totally different? Yeah, most married people. My wife and I are night and day different. She's from New York. I'm from Mississippi. Different. She's a northerner. I'm a southerner. Different. Uh, she grew up wealthy. We grew up poor. Well, we thought you were supposed to be poor because poor people go to heaven. That's what they told us. We did everything we could to stay broke. Man, we were, we'd go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and lick other people's fingers. You know what I'm saying? It, just, it was... It was bad. I mean, my, my dad told us if the ice cream truck was playing music, that meant they were out. Oh, man, they're out again. Oh. But we needed wisdom. We needed wisdom to, to make this thing work. So there's wisdom for married people. There's wisdom for single people. There's good pickup lines in the Bible if you need them. Everything you need. Like the other day I was reading the book of Numbers. I realized I don't have yours. See, it's a... Christian pickup line. Anyway, so all that you need, wisdom, you know, and sometimes it's not big things. I, uh, one of the guys in our, our church in Detroit, uh, his company makes all the airbags for the F-150s. And so I'm learning all about airbags. And, you know, it costs like 500 bucks to put an airbag back. If an air, I didn't know that. I mean, it's not, you know, life-changing or anything. But, um, but he was telling me, because, you know, the, that's why the passenger side, if no one's there, you can turn that one off, you know, because... You know, you don't want to, you got to pay 500 bucks even if no one's there. And so you could turn it off, which actually then made me start thinking about the people who were with me, right? That's 500 bucks. Like, you got to go like, is it worth it? Um, and so you just learn new stuff. Like, signing books, I learn all kind of new ways to spell names. My name's Cheryl. Cheryl with a C or Cheryl with an S, right? It's all kind of like, like the other day I was in Starbucks and there was a new girl in there. I was just messing with her. She had a little badge on, trainee. I was like, that's funny. Your mom named you trainee. And she looked at me. She said, it's Trené. I had no, I had no idea. You see? So there's always something to learn. So whatever you do, whatever you do, get, get wisdom. And so one of the things I love to study is, is budgeting. I want to be a good steward of what God's blessed me with. And so I've always studied that to, to make sure that I, I, I save some and give some. And then I got all my bills taken care of. And so now my son, he's getting a little bit older. And I'm trying to teach him the same thing. And, and it's real simple how to do it. And, and, uh, and so I use a pie chart. And, and I was thinking this, this might uh, help you uh, a little bit. And I thought I'd, sh I'd show it to you what I, what I showed him the other day. It's like uh, you got a pie. Of course, I don't have a pie chart. I just got a, a, a pie, uh, a pumpkin pie, because it's Thanksgiving. Love pumpkin pie. No, I'm kidding. Um, so this, this, is, this is a pie. I said, son, this is like your income. Like you get paid every two weeks or once a month, however you get paid, once a week. And so you got to divide that up because, I mean, right now I pay a lot of his bills, but I'm trying to teach him ahead of time to understand this principle. And so I said, one of the first things, one of the most important things you can do is make sure that your family has a home. I got to make sure you have a beautiful home to, to sleep in and, and, and give shelter to you. And so that's one of the first things you want to make sure that you pay your mortgage. And that's usually a pretty big, uh, pretty big chunk of the pie. And so I, I'll, I'll take his, I took that and I said, okay, you pay your mortgage. Uh, and then, of course, you got to go to work, so you need a, a car. And uh, so you got to take out a part for a car. And then, and then um, you're going to get a wife, and she's going to want a car. So you got to give her a car. Oh, then your kids are going to want cars. Oh my God, and gas is 
gas is expensive, and uh, you got all your utilities, your electric and all that, and uh, you got to take care of that, and then you got uh, cell phone, you got to be able to get on your cell phone so you can check Instagram and follow me, <laughs> at Dr. Dave Martin, um, and uh, then you got um, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Right. I mean, it just keeps going. I mean, uh, your credit card, you got to pay your credit card uh, because you had to have that outfit. It looks so good on you, right? You couldn't say no to that. You got to pay for that. And then, um, oh, me. Hello. Who did all this work? Who got up in the morning? Who gave all their talents, all their energy? Me. So I got to take care of me. Got to enjoy, you know, go to a movie, go to dinner, something. Um, so I got all my bills taken care of. Oh, then God, of course, because we're Christians. We want to we wanna honor, honor God. God, you've just been so good to me, and you bless me so much. I just, I couldn't do what I do without you, Lord. And, and so I just give you everything I got left. It, it, it's yours. And, and a lot of us, this is how we choose to live our life. It's a very selfish way to live our life. But as pastor taught us last week, one of the very first things, why do I tithe? Because I want to put God first. I want to put him first in my life. Really, tithing isn't about money at all. God doesn't need your money. You think God needs you? You think God's in heaven today going, oh, man, I hope Dave tithes. <laughs> oh, we just got new robes for these angels. I don't know how. No, God doesn't need my money. It has nothing to do with money. Really, it has everything to do with trust. It's God, do I trust you? Do I trust you by putting you first in my life? And when you put them first in your heart, it makes it easier to put them first in your marriage, in your relationships, in your finances. So I'm, I'm trying to show this to my son. I said, you can choose to do it this way. It's a pretty selfish way to do it. I mean, and God, you know, give him a few crumbs. Or you can choose to live your life as a faith-filled life, a, a life of putting God first. So let's just say the same thing. You got your, your paycheck this week, and you say, okay, what am I going to do with my paycheck? Well, I, I've got my, I got to pay for my mortgage. I've got to pay for my Netflix. I've got to pay for my, my car. But God, first thing I'm going to do is honor you because I wouldn't even have the pie if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't have anything if it, if it wasn't for you. The gifts, the talents, all the things I use to make money all came from you too. So everything came from you. So God, I make a decision today to take this first 10%, the first part, and I give it to you. And so we take that piece and we, we bring it and we, we bring it to the house. I think he wants us to bring it because it's important that we come here. Uh, there's something about us being together. We're just better together. And, and, and so I say, God, I honor you and I bring this first portion back to you. I give it to God. Now, here's one thing I, I noticed when I gave God his first one thing I thought was really cool is once I gave God his first, from here on out, everything I do begins with God and it ends with God. Now God is the middle of everything I do relates back to him because I decided to put him first. Now, what I do love about this, and my dad taught it to me, I didn't understand it at first because my dad said that this 90% would go further than the whole 100%. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking after, the, after I paid for everything, I just had these crumbs left. How in the world is, if I give God this piece first, I got less. How am I going to do it then? And he told me, because God begins to bless the 90%. And I'm like, well, God blesses the 90%, but, but how, does it, how does that look? What does that look like? Because a pie is good. Ninety percent's good. Actually, it's still a hundred percent, really, because the ten percent wasn't ever yours anyway. We always say we got ninety percent left. You still have a hundred percent left of what was yours. And this portion now, God begins to pour out blessings on it. What do those blessings look like? I don't know about you, but a pie is good. But if it's blessed, God begins to pour His blessing on my ninety percent. And 90% blessed is better than 100% not blessed. And not only, does he, not only does he bless the 90% I have left, he blesses me in the process, right? Mm. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? You get blessed, your 90%, everything you do gets blessed. I mean, he just starts pouring out his blessings on every part of your life. You have a decision. God, I put me first. God, I put you first. It's really a, it's really a, a simple. Mm. No, don't, don't take too much of the blessing. Uh, um, but it, it's really simple, and, and we have a choice. I mean, Pastor encouraged us and challenged us that this 90-day tithe challenge. Hey, trust me. Prove God. See if he's not telling you the truth. Try it. I mean, if God's not telling the truth, how many want to find out now? Right? I want to know now. I mean, if he's lying, I don't want to get up to heaven. It's a motel. He tricked me the whole time. I thought it was only place in the Bible. He said, try me. Prove me. In Mississippi, where I'm from, we'd say, I double dog dare you. See if I'm not telling you the truth. Many of you last week made a commitment. Say, you know what? I'm going to put this to the test. It's going to be amazing to watch as you end this year and go into the first of the year. Someone gave me this challenge 24 years ago, living in a little government-assisted apartment, me and my wife, Section 8 housing, didn't have a bed, had a little air mattress. Someone challenged us to do this, and we did it 24 years ago. I can tell you 24 years later, God does what he says he will do, and I've never stopped. I've never quit, and above that now, we've had the opportunity to be generous over and over. I'm always looking for ways to be a blessing. God blesses us to be a blessing from the little things. The other day, my son and I were at Taco Bell. We're sitting there at Taco Bell because we wanted some authentic Mexican food. And, uh, and so there we were. And, and the lady next to us in the, in the booth next to us was planning a birthday party, her and her little boy. And, and he's about 10 years old. And he had a list of 12 friends he wanted to bring to the birthday party. And uh, mom said, you can bring 10 friends. He said, but I got 12 friends. She said, well, I can't afford enough pizza for everybody. You can only bring 10. There's this many pizzas, this many slices per pizza, and he don't understand that. He's 10 years old, right? He just, he wants all of his friends to come to the party, and he's starting to get upset with her, and then I'm sure as a mom, she wants him to have all of his friends, but it's just a money thing. She just didn't have what she needed, and she's getting upset, and they're getting upset with each other, and I'm sitting right next to him, and I'm thinking I should do something. I mean, here they are. They have a need. And I'm a Christian, and I'm thinking, what would a good Christian do if they found someone with a need like this? And I, I said, exactly. I said, I'm going to pray for them. <laughs> Isn't that what we do? We'll be praying for you. I hope that works out. You know, it's, it's amazing to me 
why we pray about situations that God has already given us the ability to solve. I don't need to pray, Lord, should I help this lady? Lord, help her, give her wisdom to cut smaller slices. She could get more friends there. Lord, I pray one of his friends would move. I pray one's a vegan. And we, we have no cauliflower crust. I, I'm, just, I'm just, I remembered I had $100 in my pocket. Remember this, always remember this. When God blesses you, he's got a lot more than you in mind. He blesses you so that you can be a blessing. So we honor him with the tithe. We trust him. Then above that, God gives us the ability to be generous over and above. I walked over to the table. I said, excuse me. I don't mean to interrupt you guys. I wasn't eavesdropping on your conversation. I was just listening to it. <laughs> I heard about the, the party and, and the friends. Look, here's $100. Get some more pizza. Invite those friends. And you guys have a blessed day. God bless you. And I just turned around and, and left because it wasn't about me, right? It wasn't like, hey, here's $100. Here's my card, maybe uh, check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I just left. It wasn't about me. I'm sure she told her friends, I was sitting in Taco Bell, and this big, bald angel came. <laughs> he had $100, and, and we're blessed to be a blessing. God loved you so much that he gave. He put that giving spirit in your heart. So you would be a generous person. Now, we challenge you to try this. Just try it. Hey, if it doesn't work, quit doing it. Obviously, God's not telling the truth. But I found that God's true. His word is true. And if you'll obey him, you'll be amazed at what obedience will produce. Anything you do in an attempt to obey God will not go unrewarded. That's right. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing through our church. And Lord... You gave us this scripture that, that if we're the generous, live large. Lord, it's not that about the stuff and the things, but it's about what we can do for others. And yeah, we, we enjoy blessings in the process, but you bless us to be a blessing. Lord, you gave us the scripture, John 3, 16. You love the world so much that you gave your very best for us. You gave your son, Jesus. There may be some people in this room today, some people in Brandon or St. Pete online, one of our campuses, one of them, say, you know what? I've never made a decision to put God first in my life. More important than the tithing is that your heart's right. When your heart's right, the other part becomes easy. But you say, you know what, Dave? I need to, I need to begin that part. I need to make sure that God's first place in my life. I'm telling you, life goes better when you put God first. I'm sure there's a lot of people in this room that could tell you the same thing. A lot of people right there across from you say, you know what, man, when I made a decision to put God first, I want to give you an opportunity. You know if that's you. I don't have to take a long time. You know if God's not first place in your life or you need to put him back maybe first place. Maybe at one point he was, but you've allowed a relationship. You've allowed a job. You've allowed something to come before God in your life. And today you say, Dave, I want to make a decision to put God back first place in my life. I'm going to count to three. If that's you, one, you've never made a decision to put God first. Today, you're making that decision. I'm ready to put God first. Two, I'm, I'm putting God back first place. At one point, he was. He's not anymore. Today, I'm making a decision to put God back, number one, first place in my life. If that's you, let me pray for you real quick. Three, across the room. Let me see your hand. Just lift your hand real quick all across the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All across our other campuses, online, just pop up a little hand emoji. Father, I thank you 
Lord, for many across this campus or other campuses online today are making a decision that so many of us have made and we've seen that life goes better when we put God first. When we put God first, he'll take you places that you never dreamed of. Lord, as they made that decision today, you said it's as simple as this. If we would believe in our heart and just say with our mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, we'd be saved. All across the room, all across the campuses, I want us all to say those words. Say them with me. Say, Jesus Christ is my Lord. That just turns the page to a brand new chapter. A new day begins in your life today. Talk about making the rest of your life the best of your life. No greater decision you can make than the decision to put God first. Can we put our hands together for those who are making that decision today? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.